0: Advocate in his name is Jesus. So let's uh, let's own that right now. Think about bombarding heaven. He says, what would he say about that? You don't have to bombard. All you gotta do is ask. Ask of me. Ask of me. Ask of me. So you got everybody you think of Jesus touching, what happened to him? responded to faith. I pray for the faith for Larry. I pray for his faith that he's not crying out to those who have faith. He's crying out to have the faith that he then cries out out of his faith. And you say from heaven, Lord, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. So God, I know you want him to possess heaven. I know you want him to possess that faith, to exercise that level of faith, that measure of faith. So I pray, Father, for for anyone who Catholic or otherwise. I pray, God, for a fresh revelation of, God, our inheritance in you. What Jesus has done, what he's accomplished, that, God, you don't give us some sort of, uh, we don't have some sort of uh, sugar-coated faith. We don't have some kind of of, uh, meaningless hope. We have a a real tangible because you would declare to us, you help us to pray the kinds of prayers that uh, you intend to answer. So you lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. So God, we lift up every situation we got. We want—I want, I want uh, elders, if you would, Kevin. Uh, we want to anoint Jim especially. Uh, Jim, you could just stay right where you are, and we'll come to you. If you're—if uh, you know Jim, if you don't know Jim, if you've had a heart situation, Jack, you'd be good for that. Um, anybody who's had something with the heart, um, go and uh, let's surround him. I believe in that because you got firsthand knowing. Of, uh, of everything about that, so that 's a good person to lay hands on we 've got anointing oil, and we do that in response to what the Bible says to anoint the sick, and the prayer of faith will, 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 will do this, do this, do this. so let 's believe for that, removing any obstacles right now, God, for us folks, we can be praying you 've got burdens, you 've got children, sons and daughters, you 've got friends you 've got parent situations. So whatever those things are, we need to be able to lift those and, and, uh, and, and say, God, um, I need help. I need help with school. I need help with sports. I need help with my heart, with my attitude. I need help, God. I need your help. So, God, we want to pursue. Right now, we grab a hold, the hem of your garment. We ask, God, for the uh, holiness of God. We ask for you to, uh, to hear from heaven. We ask for results unlike any time we've ever prayed before we come and we we still pray the prayer of faith. We still come acknowledging and asking God that this would be the time, that would this be the day, would this be the occasion when we experience the manifest presence of God? Would this be the time when we see the power of God? Would this be the time where the prayer is answered, where, God, you will be glorified to that next place, in the highest place, God, is this the time where you'll work everything together for good? Is this the time where you will step on the serpent's head? Will you crush his plans, his, uh, his threats, his schemes? And God, let your own be uh, exalted. Let, that God, you would elevate, you would be exalted instead of, uh, of the flesh, instead of the disease, the disorder, the dysfunction. So God, we just declare that we are yours. We're your, we're your children. We're the sheep of your pasture. And so, God, our expectation is only of you, God. It's our expectation is of you, of your power, of what we've read about you, of what we've heard about you, of what we've seen of you, what we've experienced of you, and then some, God. The and then some to our faith this morning. We're agreeing, God, that you are able, that, God, you love us with an everlasting love. So we come and cry out for a healing touch from everything from liver disorders to to kidney issues to, God, the diabetes to to, uh, every issue of the physical reality. We make our reality your reality. Your reality our reality, God. So we bind and we loose according to your word. We would appropriate what has been poured out for us, which is for the healing not only of the nations, but our own healing to possess the promises of God. And so, Lord, that we might give an, uh, an everlasting testimony that we would be a, a shining bright light witness for you, God, that we can say, no, no, you don't understand. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I have experienced, I have walked in it, I have seen it. I am the recipient of this great grace, of this healing touch, of the power of God. I know the greatness of God firsthand. So, God, we agree that you're the one who our testimony is Jesus. So, God, we agree with the prophetic right now, which takes us out of the place of what we knew, what we know right now into what you have for us in the next breath, in the next moment, in the, next, uh, in, in the near future, God. We agree that you would release right now the prophetic, the prophetic answer from heaven, God, where you will resolve issues that we have been crying out to you, that this would be the the, the time of deliverance. This would be the time of healing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
1: Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. it's stand Ashes we rise There's no one like you None like you Our God is greater Our God is stronger God you are higher Than any other Our God is healer Awesome power Our God Our God Our God is great our God is stronger God, you are higher than any other Our God is he- Stand against, and if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, what could stand against, and if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then and what could stand against, and if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is for us, and what could stand against? higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. stop us, and if our God is with us, what could stand again? What could stand again? What could stand against?
0: You know, he's, the word says that uh, if he be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me give. Uh, I'm going to shorten it, obviously, but I'm going to give you the word today. Here's here's uh, part of that. Thank you for hanging in and, and hearing from God. Amen. Thank you, worship team. <coughs> Hallelujah. Only well, because I feel compelled about this. One part of this, and I thought, um, as we're dealing with different things that. You see it in your bulletin. It's not a slam message. It was kind of, this message comes out of the, really, I believe, the right heart, which says that uh, a humble heart is a generous heart. A humble heart is a generous heart. What happens is that we become beholding, and when, when that happens to us is that there's always stinginess is something. How many of you have ever been stingy? Anybody ever been stingy? (laughs) <laughs> oh, man, I've been stingy. I can remember when, I, you know, it didn't matter. If I had two coats, I wanted three coats. And if you didn't have any, you weren't getting mine. You know, I mean, it was, I'm, I'm stingy. I remember the first time, I don't even know if I was saved, but I was around somebody who was churchy, if you will. And that's what I used to call it before I became churchy. And uh, what happened is, is that they wanted to bless me. And I just didn't want to be blessed. That's <laughs> kind of like I want to. I do my own blessing, you know. I don't be doing no voodoo stuff on me. So get, you know what? You're not going to let me. You're going to rob me of the blessing. I'm like, this ain't about me robbing you. I just don't just do something else. I don't know what to do with that. You know, I lived with certain things where blessings showed up in you know when I was a kid and groceries on the on the on the front porch and all that, but. Um, you know, when I became a, a man and I'm on my own, I'm making life happen. You know, I don't need nobody. And so that's kind of where I was at. And this was my friend Tony who is just, uh, just, just kind of like to poke me in the eyes, you know, with stuff. And so he said, dude, you got to learn how to be gracious and receive. I'm like, well, I'm big into receiving. I'm just into usually making that happen on my own. I'm not used to people just kind of wanting to do things for me. Because that means they have agendas, they have motives, they have... Hmm. So I've grown skeptical, cynical. That was way back then. (laughs) So God's been trying to undo that since. But I remember I used to be stingy until that happened, and somebody blessed me, and it was really God doing this work on me because the truth is I was full of pride. See, I didn't want nobody to give me nothing because I had a pride issue. If I get anything, it'll be because I worked for it, because I did it, because of what I've come to be or who I am. Wow. No wonder God saved me just in the nick of time. He saved me before I kept going down that path too far. So he took me then all of a sudden. I'm telling you, I'm not saved yet when he put in me um, a desire to be generous. Before that, I've been stingy. It was about us. It was about putting stuff into our home. It was into having nice things. It was into doing things and going places. And so all of a sudden, that thing started happening. And you know what? It happened on the receiving end first. I had to receive. And then all of a sudden, I know I wasn't saved yet because I know when I got saved. And then I'm I'm thinking of other people and I'm starting to, we're giving money out. And Arlene, you know, it's been a kind of pattern ever since. We we just, if you have it and God says something, you just give it away. You just do it. We did a wedding. When was it? Was it last Saturday already? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. It was nuts because, um, you know, I didn't plan it. But as I'm there, here's the couple in front of me. And all of a sudden, it was kind of like, um, who's who's married the longest? So I get this thought that isn't part of my plan at all. And I only had a $20 bill in my pocket. I think it was a 20 or a 50 of 20 So I said, who's been married the longest? 51 years, somebody we, we ended up with. So I said, here, $20 bill. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never been to a wedding where they gave out money to somebody other than bride or groom. But I kind of thought that was kind of weird. It's not something you would normally do. They don't teach you that at Bible school. You know it it's out of place it's it out, of, but you know why I did it i said did it because god I felt like God spoke to my heart and said, "Do this and uh to give it to him, yeah, yeah. Well, she was standing right here and she said, did you hear that I just got back from Vegas? (laughs) Do you know what I wanted to do? Kind of like I wanted to snatch that money back. I did. I wanted to snatch it back. But you know what? It tells me like, wow, God, your ways aren't my ways. I... Yeah. 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 You know what you might be? You might be the one to give some sort of grace to somebody that they absolutely don't deserve. (laughs) <laughs> and it'll be like, just like Jesus. You know what I mean? It'll be one of those things where you'll be like, "Why?" Well, you know, I don't understand. And you just, I don't care if you understand. If God said do it, you do it, right? Because you can tell because there's a character, there's a purity about it. Um, before I go too far, uh, Jeff, if, if you could get, I'd like you to share that little, whatever sounds painful, but <laughs> you said after four days or 40, I don't know how many days, four days, it, then it's glorious, so... He says, we look, I think if I can share it, he, he said, after about three days, you look pre- bu- pubescent. So, uh, you know, I guess pimples and stuff breaks out because you're cleansing your body. You know what? Is it, here's what I want to offer before I move on to Proverbs 16, if you want to be turning there. Pull out all the stops. See what I mean? That's what, that's what our faith calls us to do. At some point, we pull out all the stops. That means, I don't care what, that doesn't mean get stupid, like jump off buildings kind of stuff. See what I'm saying? What it means, though, is with wisdom, that was a word Colleen says, you know, to me this morning, wisdom. Well, I'd like to think I got wisdom. Guess what? I still need more wisdom. Anybody in the room need more wisdom with me? Okay. So here's the deal, is that we do it, be willing to say, okay, that sounds extreme. Guess what? I haven't been there. How's it working for you without doing that? Okay, well, why not do something you haven't done before? See? That's kind of what... So that's been irritating me since yesterday, since you said it, because I've been, you know, God just kind of stirring that in me. It's not. I fast different times, different ways, all kinds of different fasts. Re- on a regular basis, so it's not like I have to. We have to call this holy, congreg- you know, and do this whole big thing fasting. Personally, it's a, it's a little discipline. Never done that, so I'm kind of like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Is Jeff weird or what? You know, and then, well, you know what? He doesn't have diabetes. <laughs> So guess what? I just want to tell you that. Be willing to do some things. I don't know, holistic, met- what are you going to do? Complain and gripe about all that other stuff? You know, how's it working in your own plan? So maybe it's time we have to open up and consider some other things and God will give us some, some other, other things there. You know what I mean? All right, here we go. Proverbs 16. Um, I said I was going to start with 14.12, but, but I'm not worried about that. It just says in Proverbs 14.12, it talks about there's a way which seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. That's what we're talking about, is that you can continue to do things that you think is going to solve the problem, and if it's not solving the problem, you're just on your way, you're just dying a slow death. So there's a way which seems right to a man. What we need to do is do what God says instead of what we think is the best. How many know that's what we were like before we accepted Christ? We were trying to live life on our own terms. And when we did that, what you did is you gave a uh, writ of ownership. You gave it over to him instead of being the boss. You said, you be the boss. You're the Lord now. You're the master. You be boss. You'll do a better job with me than I do with me. See, wherever you are, the earlier you get a hold of that, uh, the, the, the better off you'll be. So here's a, in Proverbs 16. I'm going to back uh, back it a little reverse. I'm going to Proverbs 16:25. It'll be up on the wall for you. Just got, got really a, a quick four things, three things that I want you to see out of this. But got to start here. The first thing is in Proverbs 16:25. It says there, there's a path uh, before each person that seems right. But it ends in death. It is good for workers to have an appetite. An empty stomach drives them on. My sister this week called me and she says, "Uh, I'm wondering if I can stop tithing because she just started tithing since she really came to faith in Jesus, um, a surrender in her life. She says, can I stop tithing while I'm trying to get out of debt? (laughs) I said, oh, my. So... I said, uh, did you ask your pastor? No. Well, first of all, ask your pastor. <laughs> Talk to your pastor. See what he says. You know what he's going to say. I said, no, I'm thinking maybe he'll surprise you. She says, well, if you're my pastor, what do you say? I'm, I'm just your brother. I'm not your pastor. You don't tithe to me, so that's not a good question. So she, we talked, and he ultimately, here's the deal. I said, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heart issue. That's what we're after. Are you stingy? You can be stingy in all kinds of ways, not just money. You can be stingy, and that can that can cripple you. It'll cripple you long term. So we said, here it is. There's a way that seems right By, by that I'm not going to do this. Well, you don't understand. I don't have money to tithe. So I create some theology that allows me not to. Well, your heart is the issue. You know, it's not the money isn't the issue. The heart is the issue. Why? Because you're trying to make your own way. You're trying to justify yourself. So in the end, this is what it is. So now any of you could talk to my sister. I'll give you her number and you can say, what did did your brother say to you? And here's what I said. I have no problem with you not tithing. No problem with you not tithing. As long as Leviticus 27, would you put that on up? What? You don't have a problem tithing? No, because if your heart's whacked out, you're giving begrudgingly, and you don't have the full blessing anyway. I'm not going to argue with you as a pastor if you should tithe or not. If you're not convinced you ought to tithe and recognize God with that little measly 10%, what do you want me to do for you? But stop whining about God and about the conditions in your life and about all the other uh, things that are, are a calamity because you brought the calamity on yourself. What do you mean I brought the calamity on? I'm, I'm trying to do right. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to get out of debt. and. I, Yeah, you're bringing it on. So here it is. It says, one-tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain from the fields or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to him as holy. Do you understand this is a holy issue? The tithe is a holy issue? See? So what happens is, if you want to buy back the Lord's tenth of the grain or fruit, you must pay its value plus 20%. Oh, you're talking about the law now. You're talking back in Leviticus. You're talking Old Testament. Are you a New Testament Christian only? Or are you a Bible Christian? Then we don't throw out the parts we don't like, like the Old Testament and the law. Well, Jesus says this. No, no, we're not arguing. He says there, if you want to be stingy now, you pay it back plus 20% later on. Really? It says that? Uh, Hello? Well, that's just your take on it. Well, they also gave grain and grapes and this and that. Yes, and they also gave money and they also gave gold. You can bring gold. We'll take gold. $1,600 an ounce. Bring gold. I don't care what you do. But here's the issue is don't make your excuses for why you don't want to honor God in some area of your life. Because there's death that's kind of lingering somewhere around you. See? It's the reason things calamity happens in our lives because we're not fully surrendered from the heart issue. This isn't as much a tithe message as it is a heart message. It's why would we not want to do something so simple as a 10% thing? So are you stingy? The answer, I guess the the answer to that question would be, why? I'm going to ask you why you're stingy. Because you have a problem with God because he's stingy? Because there's certain things that you've set out that you want to do with your money or with your life. And so that's created a stinginess in you that you're gathering things to yourself and you're trying to work it from this little posture And it's made you small. It's reduced you from greatness. It's reduced you down into the smallest common denominator. Me, myself, and I. My own. So what happens is a heart issue. The heart issue that says is that I'm fully surrendered to you. I'm not beholding of anything, of money or otherwise. So here we go. Let's go on. It says that in Proverbs 16 there when we talked, it says the appetite's a good thing. Do you know why? It motivates you. That's why the Bible in the New Testament, take the old and new now, see, because I'm a full Bible guy, is that it says that if you don't want to work, don't let him eat. Hunger's good for you because it makes you want to work. See? And so it actually says hunger is good. It makes me want to work. So there it is. There's a way that seems right to a man. then in the same proverb down later on, it, we talk about yielding to hunger. And that was in verse uh, 25 and 26. That's, that's, what, that's what really it is. Can we put that back up? 16, 25, 26. There is a path before each person that seems right. It ends in death. The next one, it's good for workers to have an appetite. An empty stomach drives them on. So there's first thing is it seems right to us. Then there's a yielding to hunger which motivates us and moves us. And here it is. These are the keys. It's going to be in Proverbs 16, one through 3. It says this, we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. Keyword is right in that little part. He gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. I think I'm justified. I'm okay. I have more arguments over something. You know, I told my sister, I would tell anybody, I tell you today, God doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your money. He didn't die based on your finances. He didn't raise because of your finances. You didn't pay him any way to do anything that he's done that proves his greatness. See, he doesn't need that. Guess what? I don't need it. The church doesn't need it. Do I want it? Yeah, I want it. Because I think I can spend it better than other people spend their money. Does he need it? Absolutely not. He provides in all kinds of ways. Many of you are faithful servants, saints. You believe you and you give more than some 10%. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. What kind of success are you having? Are you this big kind of like, woohoo? And really, you're just like an ant? In the world you've built, you've become great, but you're only a little measly ant. How about the greatness of God and letting that explode? You want things from God? He wants things from you. He's just not going to twist your arm about it. And this preacher only preaches about this about once every who knows how little. But here's the deal. I'm after it because God is, am I withholding anything from you? It's a good time around tax time to talk about withholding, right? I didn't withhold enough, so then I had to pay up. That's Leviticus 27, 30, 31. I ended up paying the government. This year I had more withheld so I could actually get something back and feel like I did something. I gave him twice as much and got a quarter back. I don't know how that works. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans. Okay, here it is. Ready? If you don't write anything else, write these these little simple points down. Okay? Proverbs 16, 5. Before I go on, let's get that last one in. The Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. The Lord detests. Do you know what detest means? Brooke, have you ever drank vomit? Puke. Did you ever drink puke? No, probably not because you're way too pretty unless that's your beauty secret. Ew. Here's the deal. Detest is think about puke and drinking puke. That's detest. You get it? Oh, I get sick at the stomach thinking about it. Thanks for ruining lunch, pastor. Here it is. If you are proud in your own way and the way you've taken and you've tweaked the word of God to justify your own belief system, it's detestable before the Lord. There is a way which seems right to a man, and that is is to take this and manipulate it and make it say what he wants for the moment or for the the instance. And not to trust a pastor or someone else. It's not about being money-grubbing. I had that happen early on that almost made me want to, I never want to talk about money. Why? Because I never want to be seen as a money-grubbing pastor. So you know what that's called? That's called manipulation. Don't, you don't say something because that'll bother me, and so I, I think you're a money-grubber. Oh, okay, so now you've manipulated me to the point where I don't feel like I should say anything. No, I'm not falling for that. That's called witchcraft, by the way. <clears throat> oh, you're calling me a demon? No, I don't know. Sounds like a dog, barks like a dog, eats dog food, does dog tricks. I don't know. It might be a dog. You just have to decide what part in you, is there any darkness? If there's any darkness, what is that? And what is it going to cause that not going to release a blessing in my life? I'm not a big prosperity preacher either. I'm a faithfulness, obedience preacher. That's what I believe in. I believe God blesses us when we don't even deserve it kind of guy. See? See? I'm okay with what he gives me. I just want all that I have coming to me for his glory, how he wants to use it. I'm okay with certain aspects of my life. I'm okay that I'm going to die someday. I just want to live out the fullness of it. I want to accomplish everything God set forth for me. I'm willing to look at it, pull it all on the table and say, God, is there an area where I'm not doing so good? Is there something I need to do That I haven't done to get the results that you put in my heart to see come about. Did he put greatness in your hearts, folks? And I'm going to say he put greatness in your hearts. He put something that is a hope beyond the place where I've ever been before. I don't know if you've ever been to the mountain. Have you been to the mountain? Did you stay on the mountain or did you swiftly fall back down into the to the valley? I'm telling you, I've ascended and descended and ascended and descended. And I'd rather be up there where wherever that place is. I'd like to find even if it's a plateau, if it's in him, if that's what he has, that's where I want to be. I don't want to be anywhere else. I don't want to be on the outside looking in. Right. Anybody with me on that? You don't want to be on the outside looking in. I want to possess the promises of God. Guess what? Then do the things that he called you to do. Be faithful with and then you'll see revival. Stop. Stop. Chasing after revival in all these other ways, expecting to get it without total obedience. Do you get it? I thought of this, Kevin, we talked about it the other day. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. My sister, we might have said too, but my sister is I said, you think about it. I said, what you're doing is Cindy. She started listening to different teachings and she's going all over the place for him. And, and I said, that, she said, what do you think about that? I said, you don't want to know what I think about that. She said, well, I want you to tell me. I said, talk to your pastor. <laughs> she, said, she said, well, you be my pastor. I said, no, I'm your brother. I'm not your pastor. I said, but here's what I would tell you. I said, here's the thing is, why, why do you think that's happening? Have you ever talked to anybody and you find out they don't go to church, but they listen to church all the time? Do you, why do they do that? Because church is messy. Sometimes you guys can really be a pain in the butt. And do you know what? Sometimes... Okay, maybe more. I can really be a pain in the butt. Do you know what that means? Is church is messy. Do you know why it's messy? Because God's doing a work in us. And because God's doing a work in us, he didn't call perfect people. He called a bunch of weirdos and wackos. What he does is he says, I'm going to be it. I'm going to be your glory and the lifter of your heads. If you were all glorious and you'd be all arrogant and he couldn't use anybody. So he humbles us. But then you know what he says he does when we humble? He exalts. He exalts. So if you'll humble yourself and give control over these areas of your life, whatever it is that you've been stingy in, maybe it's praise and worship. Maybe it's dancing before him. Maybe whatever you want to... He's calling you to something extravagant, bigger than what you've done before. And because what you've done is only getting certain results. Are those results okay with you? If it is, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not a good thing. Hard for me to judge. But we do have to judge the fruit. So let me ask you, judge your fruit. Judge it and say, are you really accomplished? Have you really come to the place with where God wants you to be? And if the answer isn't, absolutely. Paul says, I haven't arrived. I don't know. <laughs> Dangerous place if you think you've gotten there. I'm going to tell you that there's some place, some factors, something God will put his finger on this morning that will tell you, and it'll cause you to rise to new heights. But you're going to do, you're gonna have to do some cleansing. You going not have to do something you never did before. I think that's a prophetic moment right there yesterday, Jeff. I think that was just like, you're doing it. Somebody's doing it. Didn't kill you. Well, I can probably make it. I'll be okay. Here's the deal. you got to, if you don't have new information, folks, you just continue to recycle a life that is established on a truth that you've held. And if you don't embrace the new revelation and what, what God wants to bring to pass, you continue to live according to an old standard that never got you anywhere and won't ever get you anywhere. You'll always get what you always got. See? So unless something changes, nothing changes. How does that happen? Oh, we're about to shake up old Chi-town. What do you mean by that? That means whatever it takes. Katie, bar the door. You know what that meant? Radical going for it. That's what I'm asking you to do. See? See? Go on to the knife. Here it is. Ready? Let's go back there. It's Proverbs. Let me get to the page where I actually have it condensed for your sake. Here it is. Requirement for the offering. You'll see it in those first three verses Proverbs 16. Here's the way it says it. It says, if we can put them back up. The first thing, folks, that we need always before Him is a right heart. Proverbs is all about getting the right heart. It's wisdom book is what it is, but it's about the right heart. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. Underline plans, okay? Here it is, plans. You want to go somewhere further, higher, deeper, greater, bigger than you've ever gone? Plans, that's a big word. The next part, people may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. The next one is motives. What is your motive? Self-preservation is a big motive for any time we don't want to do something. It's going to be self-preservation. It's what we think is right in our own eyes. Self-preservation. Our motive is self-preservation. Guess what? If I come to punch Alex, poof. He's so calm he doesn't ever do it, but... He would, you, you would raise your hands. You would, you would duck. You would do something. It's called self-preservation. It's normally a good thing. I'm going to pray for you. Um, so we've got the first one is plans. The next one is motives. And look at what it says. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Folks, it's plans, it's motives, and it's action. You don't get anywhere without doing something. you got to do something. That's the go part of our faith. It takes action. So you've got a plan, and you submit that to God, and God takes your plan, and he makes, it, he, he makes your plan his plan. When you have your, his plan is your plan, he gives you the desires of your heart, which is a godly plan now. So the plans, the motive, he changes your heart, Turns it around, says the things that you do now, why are you doing that? Why are you being so kind to me? Why are you being so nice to me? He says, because he's changed my heart. My motive now is to be, to honor God, to serve him, to be a reflection of, of him to people. So he'd say, oh, something's up with that guy. I just know something's up with him. No, really, it is. If I do something, you go ahead and smack me around if you find me in the flesh. I don't mind that. I mean, with love. And then the last one after motives is, again, is action. Do something. Don't just sit there. Do something. Don't just do anything. Do his will. Do the plan that he's given you, the divine strategy and plan. Worship team. Come on up. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to bring glory to him. And the only way that does is you've got to reduce yourself. You must die, and he must increase. You decrease, he increases. By the way, Tina, I wanted to tell you, Mary Lou, who else? I don't know who was there. Mary Lou, you had to go up with your brother, so bless your heart. Jane and Judy, you guys were helping Arlene with the volunteer thing this week, and uh, you're a good reflection on church people. Do you know that, you're a mound bunch of people who are mixed, and many of them not necessarily church, and you guys are servants, and you were just doing some things there to, to make that happen. And so Tina, they didn't have somebody to, uh, to pray. I think Anita was the other one. And Tina, <laughs> it was just something simple as a meal, but it was like uh, Finney showed up, right? No, it's a matter of she prayed a prayer and, and was bold, and it was just really honoring. For Arlene, she felt really cool to, uh, that you're part of New Life Fellowship, and you're her friend. And so uh, it was a blessing. So here's the deal, folks. God, is, he's got something right around. He may have it for you today where there's something of greatness that you get to impart, that you bring, you bring into a situation. He'll put you in the midst of a situation, and it's for His glory, and He's going to use you to, to reveal Himself. Don't shrink back because I don't, you don't have the results. Don't shrink back because your prayer hasn't been answered yet. Don't shrink back because of uncertainty. Don't shrink back for any, any reason unless the Lord says, don't, see? But I'm going to tell you, He says do a whole lot more than He's going to say don't. So you just have to, if it's in grace, if it's in love, if it's a good thing, Here's what I want to leave you with. I want you to lose some money this week. Ready? I want you to lose something you're beholding of. I'm not even asking for the offering here. I'm telling you, you're going you're gonna to throw it to the wind. Where was I at? I was somewhere, and I found a $20 bill on the curb. Oh, it was by Acapulco over there in Moundsville. We get ready to get in the car. I just done something nice because that's who I am. No, I didn't. I wasn't doing nothing nice. And, and all of a sudden, I, I, there's a $20 bill laying up against the curb. And I looked around real quick, <laughs> snuck over and put my foot on it so it wouldn't go anywhere. And No, I didn't do all that. I just picked it up, and I was like, bless God. <laughs> I just gave away a $20 bill. Now, I got it back somehow. And I thought, didn't I feel like energized because I found something that didn't belong to me? And I did look around. Nobody was there looking woeful. So I just went on with it. Wow. Do you know what? I want you to do that. Consider, consider losing some money this week. Now, what I would do, I want to do this. I'm going to do it. I, somebody's welcome to go with me and do it. Um, I want to hang out nearby and just kind of watch. Well, watch what happens the twenty dollars bill. I want to watch how enthusiastic they are when they found something. See what I mean? That that they didn't have coming to them. And you know what you do is you'll take a chance happening that somebody who gets it needed it. Oh, that might sound foolish to you, and I'm sure it is. If you don't want to do it, come to me and I'll give you some money. But you have to cast it to the wind. Wow! It sounds like Ecclesiastes. You can sow your bread on the water, and in many days, it comes back to you. How's that happen somehow? I don't know. Not because you're being foolish. It's because there's an expectation of blessing. I'm doing it to bless somebody. I love the idea that somebody's going to be, like, giddy with the idea that they got something for nothing. Anybody with me on that, where you've seen that, where you've had that happen? Yeah, let's pray. Boy, God, I'm, I'm lifting up. I'm thinking of all the people I've ever had arguments with that they have all their theology about why we don't tithe, why we don't give. And in the end, it's, I'm not even concerned about the. It's not the money. It's the stinginess of heart. It's been the issue of why would, why would we want to argue about that? It's not mine. It's yours. You gave, you gave 100. You trusted me with 100. Government took their 25 then I'm beholding, I'm, I'm, not, I'm wanting to withhold from you 10. I don't know. I, just, I, don't, I don't do that. Nope. I don't want to be stingy with my faith. I don't want to be stingy with blessing. I don't want to be stingy with money. I don't want to be stingy with goods. I don't want to be stingy with my gifts, talents, abilities. I don't want to be stingy... No way. Stingy. You know what I want to be stingy to? I want to starve the devil out. That's what I want to do. I want to starve the devil out in my life. I want to see the devil starved out of cancers and out of dysfunction and heart disease and liver problems and all that. I want to see the devil starve because I'm not feeding his plan. I'm not going to invest in his stuff anymore. Black and white, black and white. This morning, I ask you to just surrender that area to be able to say, I'm not surrendering it. I'm, I'm just asking you to say I'm willing to. To hear the voice of God saying, is there a problem? Am I stingy? No, I give all the time. Nobody, please, don't come up to me and tell me how much you give all the time to everybody. I'm not wanting to know all that. That's between you and the Lord. If you begin to justify yourself by how much you give all the time, there's a problem. See? So if that's between you and the Lord, just like right now, this is between you and the Lord. Am I stingy? How am I stingy? You withhold praise from me. I do. I praise you. Well, of course, in your own eyes. Hmm. Okay. When you put it that way, what do you say, Lord? The Lord says to Peter, to his disciples, he says, who do you say that I am? (laughs) If he can do it, why can't we do it? Who do you say that I am? What do you see in me? He says, hallelujah. I see in you the opportunity to reveal my greatness. That's what he sees in you folks. Hallelujah. Let's see